Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. It's episode 395 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I, of course, am Brian Breaker. And joining me, as always, Big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. You can call me Big Forgot the Charger Bane today. Big Forgot the Charger Bane. Yeah. It's the, trending now. The, the underscore is basically just to fill in the blank. You know? Yeah, yeah. So today is just Big Forgot the Charger Bane. We're at, well, luckily, we have more than one way to record. Yes. This could have been, uh, been a hell of a deal. Yeah. Um, so we got a lot of wrestling talk, obviously. Um, I feel like last week was one of the worst ill-timed recording sessions of our entire podcasting existence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Obviously. We, we, Did anything happen? Nah. We have been, like, you know, late to the party on a lot of stories. We were, like, weeks late to the party. Yes, yes. I mean, like. By God. I mean, everybody had talked about it before we did last week. Right. And and so by the time our episode actually dropped, it, you know, it was already two days old news. And I looked stupid, which I'm okay with in this scenario. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad I'm glad you're okay with yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but we have a lot of wrestling talk. We had a little bit of movie talk, some toy talk. Third degree sunburns, I believe that's coming up. Is that this this weekend? Dude, it's done by the time this drops. Boom. It was Saturday night, right? Yeah. So so there you go. Third degree sunburns. And then uh, more tournament action. Yes. Our cringy WCW tournament, which is a lot of fun. Before we get into our wrestling, we got to bring this up. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Dude, they basically... Um, Follow me on OnlyFans. i got a hell of a creator account going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, the best tweet was Dolph Ziggler. It's like, yeah. I, only, I only subscribe to OnlyFans for the articles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so basically, OnlyFans has kind of been... I feel like the last few years has been a popular thing in which basically... It's porn Patreon. Right. Yeah. Right. And a lot of these uh, content creators, I guess you could say, made mm-hmm. their own... Stuff which I feel God like is, them. I yeah, I mean I think it's probably a smart move for them yeah. to do this. That way they they know who's seeing it. I assume and all that stuff. I guess OnlyFans issued a statement that they are no longer allowing explicit content. Now they did say they'd still allow nude content, mm-hmm. but not explicit. So oddly enough, they were talking about this on the radio that I, the radio station I listen to in the mornings, um, Big Man Morning Show. Yes, shout out to those guys. It's such a good show. 
Um, do they still do White Trash Wednesday? No, they don't. No, they <laughs> that was my favorite. That, haven't done that in a while. I um, used to listen back in the mid two thousands. Yeah, now they now one of the big things on Wednesdays they do is like uh, top five music list from like listeners. No, oh, nice. Yeah, that's always fun. But um, anyway, they were talking about this this morning, and they said, um, I guess like after all the backlash, OnlyFans is like. Okay, never mind. Oh, really? So they've they <laughs> changed their mind? <laughs> they've changed their mind on this. And actually, like, I've heard conflicting reports on this to begin with. Like, one I heard because they're just trying to push the apps to the app store. They said that they would only allow the pornography on the actual website. You just couldn't access it on the apps. So that's that's what I had heard. Now that I think about it, it is weird they didn't have an app, I right. guess. Okay. Well, Apple Store doesn't allow nudity, like period which makes sense why they didn't have an app right and so i think you can get away with it maybe on google play i don't know if you can get away with like straight up porn apps on google play but right um but anyway um i guess they just were like and eh, never mind probably because they realized that 95 percent of their content is porn sure they would literally be shutting their business down well yeah if they banned it well so, yeah yeah well i mean didn't I feel like we talked about this. I don't say it was like 2017. Didn't Playboy do a thing where they weren't going to do porn any or, or nudity? It was short-lived. Right, because yes. there was still going to be like, they were going to basically be more like Maxim. Yeah. We're racy content, but not nudity. Yeah. And um, I'm just like... It's like that kills your entire existence. Well, it's like, I, I, will, I know you're not a Friends fan, but I, there was a, a scene in there one time where Ross got a joke published. And Playboy, yeah. and so he was all proud of it. And Chandler's like, "Ah, it's my joke." And they're arguing back and forth. And Joey's like, "You guys know there's naked girls in there, right?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what are you worried about a stupid joke for? But yeah, so that's kind of funny that e- even writing that down, it's not even really news anymore because they've already went back on. Everything. Yeah, it's. But uh, and actually, I, like I said, I just heard that this morning as we record this. Um, but it's it's pretty wild. That's been a pretty intense story. So yeah. So it's, it, I, I would assume that's pretty hard work, man. No, I, I would definitely agree. Well, we got quite a bit of wrestling talk. Why say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Well, big underscore Bane, um... You uh, completely sounded like an idiot last week. I did. I did. <laughs> sure did. Uh, I mean, I think it was it, it was pretty obvious to most that Punk was going to come. I know a lot of what you were doing was a little bit trolling, yeah. obviously. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we saw CM Punk obviously make his debut at AEW Rampage on yes. Friday night. He announced he's going to be wrestling Darby Allin at All Out. Yeah. It's cool stuff, man. I mean, I feel like this, this really is cool. the shot in the arm that they needed for a while. Yeah, somebody brought up, and I can't remember who it is, so I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're pissed off at me for not shouting you out, but somebody brought up um, that CM Punk walked out and within the first like minute and a half like put one of the younger talents over. Mm-hmm. He talked about how, like... Britt Baker, he, yeah. Britt Baker, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, and that's what CM Punk's always been about is like helping out the younger class, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, and he—I don't know—I don't know if you watched this, but he did this little media scrum on online with Tony Khan, yeah. where he kind of answered some questions. And he was some like people asked how, what his contract was like. He wouldn't go into detail on that, but mm-hmm. they asked him who he wanted to work with, and he was like Pillman Jr., Powerhouse Hobbs, yeah. Ricky Starks. He's not naming like 
But he also he's like, you know, but I've never worked with Omega. I've never worked with the Bucks. You yeah. know, I, I mean, I think him and MJF is money mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, he's like, I've never worked with a John Moxley before, which I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But uh, he also brought this up, and I thought this was so uh, interesting. He was like, when I found out that Brody Lee had passed and then found out he had been sick and nobody knew about it, he said, that really said a lot to me about this company. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a really good point, because that was not out there. Yeah. I'm sure like everyone like me, we were shocked. Yeah. People were texting me, like, is this a work? And I'm like, I don't think that they would do... Something like, like that. Like his death at work? Yeah. Yeah. No, Be- almost, but not in a way of like, is this a storyline? But like, it, it's hard to process. Like, how did right. he just die? Right. Yeah. And um, and he also, he brought up, he's like, yeah, I, I walked in backstage. I wasn't like brought in in a limo and right. hidden. And he was like, I was mingling with talent. I was meeting people. He's like, no one's standing on their own dick around here. <laughs> he kept saying that, which I thought was such a funny line. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's great. And I, I love the fact that he name dropped all those younger guys because like, He's at that stage where, you know, and guys his age should be at that stage where they should be wanting to help the younger talent, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's great that he's in that position where he wants to work with those younger guys who maybe don't have nearly as much experience as some of the main event guys because that's only going to help them out in the future. Yeah. I mean, like, at the pay-per-view, he's wrestling Darby Allen, who's coming out with Sting. Like, yeah. was Sting and CM Punk interacting in a ring on your 2021 bingo card? No. <laughs> you know, like, that's insane. Right. Like, when you start to think about it, it's like, how the hell does that happen? So, I mean... I still I still think Sting versus Orange Cassidy was one of the coolest things I've seen. For like sure. I mean... 10 years. Well, like, even he wrestled on Dynamite, I think, last week against yeah. that new team. like at a, 2.0. Yeah. They were in NXT for a little while. Yeah. I fell in love with those guys over there. Yeah. And actually, a lot of people. This is totally a random thing, but a lot of people were criticizing the the table bump because. What's wrong with it? Well, he went through it and then he came up and did the sting. Ah, that sting, though. Right. Well, because people crap on indie guys who do it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was my thoughts. It's like it's like hulking up. Right. Well, but it's <clears> also <throat> like Sting, who who's kind of always been known to like no sell in certain situations. Exactly. It's like the Hulk up, right? Or Shawn Michaels nip up, right? It's not like some or the Undertaker setup. It's, it's not it's like a, a, a hundred and thirty pound kid, you know, doing a power bomb off the top rope and then popping back up. <laughs> like it's it's different. Yeah, clearly it's different. Yes, but I mean, yeah, but you know, but again, like these new guys two point wrestling Sting and Darby Allen, amazing, right? It's like that's yeah. that's crazy. Like a, so, I think that's really fun. Punk getting everyone an ice cream bar. I mean, great stuff. I actually saw some of the packages and like, I was like, damn, that actually sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because like, it sounded like it was like a small batch ice cream. Like, I was mm. like, man, shit sounds good. Way to go, Punk. I guess uh, the ice cream shop was a Chicago ice cream place. Yeah, it was. Apparently, he had this in mind for years. And I'd actually talk to them like, is this a possibility? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. And so he legit paid for it out of his own pocket. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Which, if you think about it, like, it was, pro- I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't a lot of money, but, like, it was probably doable for somebody like CM Punk. Like, it probably wouldn't have, like, be- broke the bank or nothing like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he got a bolt discount. <laughs> right. But, like, no, you but, know, you fed, you fed him probably, like, two bucks a piece, like, 10000 I mean, that's probably $20,000 or something like that, twenty five maybe. Well, but, yeah, but I, I would bet that they were cheaper than two bucks a piece. That's what I'm saying. Like, because, it, you know. Right. But even factoring that in, like, that's still, like, a not, not that bad. Yeah. But... Still a lot of money. I'm not trying to discredit what he did. I'm <laughs> right. just saying, like, yeah, like that's a that's a pretty cool little gift for like two bucks, and it makes sense, you know. 
Did you find it insane? Um, at least I did that, that he felt it necessary to kind of talk about him. The reasons why he left WWE. Cause I don't feel like anyone ever faulted him for that. Dude. He had a lot of heat for a long time, you know, like, for but, f- but from the internet. Yeah. You think so? Dude. You, I see it on Twitter all the time, like about how, and I, dude, I even actually found a post of mine from like about a year after he left. And I was like, F that guy. Really? Yeah. And then I don't remember posting it, but I did, you know, and, uh, but, like, a lot of people were mad at him because they thought he quit. And then the stories came out about, like, no, he got fired because he wanted to take a leave of absence. And then you found out, like, after, especially after he talked to uh, Cole Cabana and explained what had happened, like, about, like, how, like, he was physically ill and they wouldn't give him the time off. I had heard a big a big factor in their court case. And I would have to dive back into that a little bit. But apparently he had this, like, bulge on his back. Yeah, and they just it was like gave a Mercer, him a Z-pack. It was a Mercer staff. Yeah. And... He was like, he's a doctor. He should know this. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of where Dr. Amon decided to sue those two. And, and of course, that's another thing, too. Um, you know, Punk and Cabana have, have been at odds in the past. I actually thought about that. I didn't know if they had made amends or what. I hope they have. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's a... I don't think that would hurt Cabana's role. I mean... No, but, I, but it, it, that's one of those things to have a former best friend who turns into, like... A guy you have a lawsuit against, like yeah. that's a that's more than just a basic falling out. Yeah. So hopefully they've been able to get back on the right track. I hope so because uh, they they used to deliver hella good matches back in the day. Yeah. I would like to see that again. Yeah. Again, not something we would have expected in 2021, but yeah. let's do it. But dude, I I absolutely loved the fact that he said what he said about how like I can understand anybody being disappointed in me as long as you understand. That I was never gonna get healed in the place that made me sick. Yeah, and I was like, quite a line. That that right there is like the perfect way to put it. I mean, and you know, I think most everybody was past the fact that he was gone from the WWE. They just wanted to see him back. But like that, that right there was just like a perfect way to put everything. I agree. Yeah, I think even Jim Cornette put it over as he's like, couldn't have done any better. It was perfect. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. That to me, like that, will stand the test of time as far as wrestling moments that I will always remember. Yeah, you know, it was just it was it was amazing. I know we're going to get into it, but it's a seemed like a much bigger deal than what WWE had in store. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we'll get to there, but and I, this is where I feel like Twitter sucks because it's like people have to compare everything. Yeah, Brock and Becky and all them coming back—that's great too. Like, there's but that's yeah. not the same thing. Like, it's. No. Just because you enjoy one type of ice cream doesn't mean you can't enjoy this one too. Well, but it's it's one of those things that you almost can't even compare the two or the three in this case because Brock hasn't been gone a year. Becky's only been gone a year. Yeah. CM Punk has been gone seven and a half. Well, and then we also kind of knew Becky would return. Of course. And we kind I mean, I figured Brock would come back. Of course. Um Punk, we didn't know. He was a wild card, man. No one knew for sure. Well, and yeah, and Punk was that, like, I always felt like CM Punk was that girlfriend that broke up with you but didn't tell you why she was breaking up with you. Yeah, there you go. Good, and good analogy. That was the way I always felt about CM Punk. It's not It's not that, like, I'm upset that you decided to leave me. I just wanted to know what I did wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that was, and that was, like, the way I felt about Punk leaving is just, like, what the hell happened? You know, like, yeah. he, 
up until like like I said, the interview with Cole Cabana, like I felt like there was no closure there. Yeah. You know, like what why? Like you were so damn good. What happened? Well, and then, you know, I know he tried his hand at UFC, which right. was like And people can knock that all he want all they want, but dude, there's a reason why he got his ass kicked. Those are professional fighters. Yeah. Like CM Punk could kick anybody's ass that like is bitching about how he didn't do good in the UFC. Well, of course. I mean, yeah, of course he's not going to do good. Like right. we have the balls to try it. Right. Go for it, man. Which like, is more yeah. than what we can say about ninety percent of the people who bitch about it. I did see this, and I would like to get your take on this. Uh, this is a little bit on the toy side of things, but uh, Jeremy Padauer from the Jazzwares brand mm-hmm. made a tweet that like, should we fast track a CM Punk figure? And I, obviously, the answer is emphatically yes. Yeah. This is a thought that occurred to me. You know, Jazzers also has the UFC line. Is it possible, Jeremy being a smart businessman, thought, ooh, if we can get Punk in the UFC line, they're compatible with AEW figures. Big money thing. And maybe they already had a figure in the works, and now he's like, ooh, we can kind of take that and mold it to to our own. I'm like... To me, that would be a smart business move to try to get that out sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely it would be. So that we'll, we'll see. I wouldn't be shocked by by maybe December we have something kind of rendered up and as a possible. It'll probably be like a ringside exclusive, the yeah, first one. You know, that's but, a uh, that's a pre-order. Oh, yeah. Big time. For sure. For sure. Um, but, yeah, Punk is back, and I think, it's, I think it's awesome, man. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Roman Reigns made some news. He did an interview with uh, Ariel Hawani, I believe is his name. Yeah. And uh, kind of made some controversial comments about, you know, you know, you know, Dean Ambrose wasn't the man here, so he left, so he could be the man there. I'm the man here. And mm-hmm. CM Punk doesn't move the needle, quite like John Cena or The Rock. And do you feel like that's it's it's damn near heel Roman Reigns, right? He was in character. Of course. He wasn't full on in character, but he was in character. Um, but I'll say this: I don't necessarily think he was wrong. Like, no, no. Like when when you Dean Ambrose, like he wasn't the guy. They put the title on him, but he wasn't the guy. Right. Like his character was so silly in, in WWE. Like it just, I when he had the championship, I was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. Like he's not good as a champion. And then the CM Punk thing, I took it as past tense. I didn't take it as like. There's no way CM Punk will ever be as big as The Rock. Like I took it as like CM Punk in 2014 wasn't a draw like The Rock or Cena. To be fair on that one, that one kind of rubbed me the wrong way in the sense of like, okay, The Rock, Cena, and Roman himself have all had that rocket strapped to him. Oh, absolutely. CM Punk didn't. He didn't. Yeah. And that's the part where I'm like, hmm. I felt like they. I feel like they actively tried to push him down. Right. Yes. And, and you know, I know um, just on doing the you know it's fake right podcast, Eric Brown, Drew Vinsel, and there's been others that mentioned that pipe bomb promo is what got them back into wrestling. Yeah. The yeah. quote unquote summer of punk. That's when it was like this is this is something else. I want to mm-hmm. see more of this. And I think it got most everybody back into it. That is one of those moments like cuz that pay-per-view was money in the bank. Yes. That's a pretty passable pay-per-view. Most of the time you're like I don't eh, whatever. That was like one of the first and you know and also too that's a pay-per-view where the money in the bank ladder matches are the draw, not the title match. Right. That's one of the few cases where the title match was the draw. Yeah. And to me, that was one of those things where by that promo and him possibly leaving and everything else, that's really what set up that that program to be so good. Because yeah. like, well, Punk can't win, but what if he does? You know, right. it, was, it was great stuff. It was great storytelling. But they never fully pushed him like they should have. Nope. And well, so like, that's where I feel like that was kind of a... 
kind of a shitty comment. Well, and that's that's one of those like I I think uh, Roman Reigns doesn't have the full understanding because he wasn't in that position. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's, I, and I know I know it's you know not really scripted, but like it was worked. I mean that whole thing that Cena said about like you've never been embarrassed, you've been protected. Like that's a real thing. Like sure, whether or not like they were you know in cahoots on that promo or not like he was speaking the truth there well that's the thing is like how many people had said before like i'm so t- sick of roman reigns being pushed on our throat right punk never was and he yeah. should have been yeah he, they should have pushed him realistically roman reigns should have been buried after that suffering suck attach promo <laughs> right like it's but they kept giving him chances and kept giving him chances and now thank god they did because like we have a great roman reigns now well, but, yeah, like, but they should have done this three years ago, right? I mean, they shouldn't have kept pushing the uh, the new version of Cena on us, mm-hmm. you know. But but it's it's one of those things where I feel like sometimes WWE is almost with AEW. Kind of, I don't want to say they're breathing down their neck because let's be honest, they're not. It's a different thing. But I think having an AEW makes them go back to the drawing board because if there wasn't an AEW, of carrying cross, right? <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the drawing board, right? It's almost like <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it, but it's almost like, hmm, where's 2021's version of Mantar? That's what yeah. I'm like. I mean, like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that shit. And God bless Karrion Cross. Well, he's, that's the thing is, like, he's a legit badass. He's a legit, like, the one thing that he had more than anyone else was this amazingly cool entrance. Right. So basically, take that away, right? Yep. And then, like, hmm, what does he need? Some S and M straps yes. and a weird helmet and a shredder helmet. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like what the hell? I don't know, but you know, I've, that's why I tweeted out. It's like, oh well, they got to put their own fingerprints. On Absolutely, guy, yeah. you know. But it just—it's just very well. And of course, we keep hearing that NXT is going to hold, going to get an overhaul, and we're going to go back to the six-three white guy with biker trunks. You know, it's, well, I, I I read that. I guess Nick Khan doesn't want any darlings. He wants stars that they can mold. Yeah. And it's like, well, that was what it was in the beginning. Yeah. And it wasn't working out for you guys. Right. Because it it's going to take you five years to get to that point. Right. The reason you hire a Carrion Cross is because he was already over and he has equity built in. Yeah. So when you put him on TV, people like, oh, that guy's a legit badass. That's, that's all you have to do is teach him TV. Yeah. Because he knows how to effing wrestle. Right. Because people have seen Killer Cross. Because I think he was in Lucha Underground, too, was he not? He was, but I'll be honest, I hated him in Lucha Underground. Right. But, yeah. But, I mean, but he's been places. Yes. He's done some stuff, so it's like, oh, yeah, he's got equity. Yeah. That's he, the whole point. He was the White Rabbit. Yeah. yeah. That's was, a really weird name. They they did the tribes and things there, which was, like, cool at first, but then it just got weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, he's been places and has done some things, and, yeah. like, that's, that's great, but then you have, you know, Adam Cole, who debuts at a... Takeover, right. huge reaction because people know who this guy is. Yeah. So, but again, if you're wanting to make the the what you're going to do, in my opinion, is make NXT from like a cool brand to just like the developmental show. Mm-hmm. So then it's WCW Saturday Night, right? And what happened there? No one watched it, right? Once it got to that point, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be sad. Speaking of Adam Cole, uh, apparently his contract has expired and he has not resigned as of yet. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think Adam Cole is all elite? All elite, baby. Think so? Yeah. It, it makes sense, right? It's his his girlfriend slash fiance wife, whatever she is to him. She's there. Yep. Killing it. Um, 
his buddies are there. I mean, he's dead, according to them. You yeah. Know? But, I mean, they can always resurrect the dead. Well, did you see what the Young Bucks posted on their uh, their bio? I did not. You know, they do that at, like, new bio. I purposefully never click on their Twitter when they post that because I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate well, that they this, that. this one was pretty funny, and it was a YouTube link. It was a seance of how to resurrect the dead. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> like, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> so, I think it's likely. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I've heard WWE offered him big money. You never know. Yeah, but you know, if I was Adam Cole and they offered me the money that they offered him, like I would be like, hmm. In six months, when you guys need to do budget cuts, I'm probably going to be first on that list. And that's exactly 100 percent right because yeah. we've seen it happen. Yeah, Gallows and Anderson are like prime examples of that. Hey, we want to keep you around. Here's big money. Yeah, and we need to get rid of these guys. Let's cut them. <laughs> right. So, so I'm like, eh. Nah. But timing is everything. You know, there's rumors of Daniel Bryan. Yes. Bray Wyatt is a heavily rumored one. Punk just debuts. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, we're getting to the point where AEW is flooded. Um, and I love it. Like, it's great because now we have all these talents that we can actually see what they're doing. But again, we have like 30 stars who well, are Punk, featured now. Punk brought up a really good point on that little. Uh, that little media scrum that he did, which I had never thought of. He goes, one thing I like about AEW is we've got a lot of stars. Yeah. So guess what? Not everybody needs to work every single show. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, that's smart. And I'm like, that does make sense that like punk's going to be on dynamite tonight as we record this yes. on a Wednesday, but maybe he's not on the next one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, but I, I maybe go- he doesn't need to be. I go back to thinking about like you know there is overexposure even, even Kaz you know in uh, Scorpio Sky I haven't seen him in a while right um, well Scorpio Sky is doing that new team with Ethan Page but I'm saying I haven't seen him in a while well they right. attacked Lance Archer last week oh did they yeah okay and they're doing that little like the best men or something like that okay Kaz is doing like a the elite hunter right gimmick, but but again there's dark there's dark elevation there's rampage there's four shows now so yeah. you know is everyone going to get prime dynamite spots no not always but and that's that's the sad thing is like it's we're talking youtube i mean like yeah. that's not really a big deal and then you know then you're also fighting for pay-per-view spots and now i mean think of the talent you got like you have punk you have jericho Christian, jericho mjf i mean uh the Bucks, Miro, Omega. Young Bucks, Omega. I mean, you have like... Archer, FTR. Dude. Yeah. Tons of top-tier talent. Imagine if you are Brian Pillman Jr. You're yeah. like, damn, how do I even get a spot? Well, I know on their pay-per-view, a match that's booked is Pac and Andrade. Yeah. I'm like, that will be a fucking show stealer. Oh, absolutely. But like, I don't know anything storyline-wise that those two guys are doing. Yeah. So I don't know why the match is happening, but I'm like, oh, that, that's good. You know, but... It has Eddie, something to do with the Lucha Bros and all that. But. Yeah, but like also Eddie Kingston's there. John Moxley's there. Right. I mean, there's a lot of talented guys on the roster, but maybe this is their plan, you know? Like, you know what they need? A brand split. <laughs> a lethal dose of poison. They need to be their own competition. Yeah. Oh, kill my creation. <laughs> God, I don't know. Like that, that would that would be interesting. But so far, I feel like they've done a pretty good job of you know. They're also not overexposing their talent, and I think that that's an important thing. I mean, I feel like I see the young bucks a lot. You no, know, that you do, you do. But but I don't feel like 
Cody's kind of been on the back burner lately, right, right. which I think is great. Right. I don't even know if he has a pay-per-view match yeah. scheduled. So, yeah, exactly. I, I don't think that that's a bad thing at all. Okay. Like, But bring guys up when you need them and, you know, let guys kind of work on dark. And, yeah. And I, and I also feel like them kind of, like they just signed that Fuego Del Sol. He was on dark for a long, long time. Yeah. But when they felt like it was ready or it was time, like, let's do it. And yeah. I, that, that's a cool thing, you know, like let these guys kind of develop. Almost in like a developmental sense, but they're working YouTube shows. Like, For sure. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I think that's awesome. So I'm not saying it's a perfect thing, but I do like what they're doing. Absolutely. Uh, Ric Flair made some news. Um, riding a train. Yeah. What would you think? You think it's him? Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it, I mean, according to him, he don't ride no trains. Yeah. Well, so let, if anyone did not see this viral picture, it's, uh. It's basically a woman spread eagle and Ric Flair, um, you know. I ain't mad at it. No, he was uh, he was going to town. Yeah. Um, he claims that was not him. I like to dine on tacos, too. Ain't nothing <laughs> wrong with it. <laughs> no. Like, but, I mean, very just like right out in the open. Like, we're going right. to make it happen. Yeah. Um, so do you think it was – he's claimed it wasn't him, but, of course, that would be a hard one to, to – to say it was me because there's I mean, a lot of legal implications there. Well, and also too, it's hard to prove because I mean, his face was pretty well buried. Yeah, I mean, it was it was buried, and so um, all, all we could go by was the hair. Yeah, you know, his hair, and it looked like Ric Flair. It did. So I mean, I don't know too many other bleach blonde balding, you know, very tan guys are out greasy there. Greasy looking hair. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I thought it was funny. But also, on, on a positive side, Ric Flair's appearing on the NWA pay-per-view. Wait, 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 what's not positive about him on the train, Breaker? I didn't smell. Okay, that, wrong choice of words. Yeah. That sounds like a good day to me. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I wonder, like, the person that took that picture. Hungry? Why wait? Yeah, grab Snickers. <laughs> it, just like, I can only think of, like... They're on a train. It's not like there's any privacy. Like obviously, there's a person there with a phone. Right. So was it just like I can't wait? I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I, maybe they thought they were in a private area. I mean, they were not. They were not. He was in a private area. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I said, he's appearing at the NWA pay per view. I think that's kind of a fun thing, right? Yeah, that's really cool, man. Kind of going back to his roots. Yeah, I'm, I'm I excited, dig it. Excited to see that. SummerSlam this past weekend as well. Also, some big news there. We saw a couple of returns. Um, Becky Lynch returns. Yeah. Beats Bianca Belair in seconds. Did, for you, the, did you watch this show? The whole SummerSlam yeah. show? No, I didn't. Yeah, it was boring. I, I, uh, I've I seen a lot of clips. I went back and watched Edge's entrance, which oh, we will get into. That was badass. Yeah. Um, there's parts of it I want to see. I mean, it's... I don't know what it is, but like the... I kind of feel like I'm turning into you where the anxiety of trying to sit through a four-hour show is like, oh, God. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a long show. Dude, when it got to the two-and-a-half-hour mark and I started realizing, like, oh, shit, there's still, like, four more matches to go? I was yeah. like, fuck. And, you're right. And it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, Especially when it's not, inter- like, exciting. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Well, uh, Becky Lynch returns. I, th- I feel like that was a huge pop. It was a big moment. I Yeah, I missed it. But, yeah. Oh, you didn't see it? I left to go snow cones because I I knew the Bianca Belair match was going to go at least fifteen minutes, and so I was like, "Man, I got time." Yeah, there you go. So, what kind of snow cone? Tiger's blood. Yeah, but it was closed. So, oh gosh, I, that's even worse. I, I went out for nothing. Damn, that yeah, sucks. It was stupid. But uh, Becky Lynch returned. She she beats Bianca Belair literally in seconds. Yeah, a lot of people not happy about that. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not either. I mean, like, you know, I, I think it's dumb. What I don't get, and maybe this is just my thought, I'm like, okay, so I don't know. Sasha Banks couldn't compete. She wasn't cleared. I don't know the specifics of that. Yeah. They brought in Carmella, mm-hmm. right? Like, let her have the match, let her beat Carmella. Sure. And then, like, she's in the middle of celebrating. The music hits. Becky Lynch comes on. And they just go face to face. I feel like her beating her in seconds really discredits everything you built up since the Royal Rumble. And maybe they didn't want to do that two, two times in a row because they did it with Brock, too. Well, yeah, but I mean that's that's part of the problem. Like you keep doing the same shit, so you're like, yeah. oh, we got to change it up. Like, no, that's not that's not good either. I listened to doing the favor this week, like I do every week, but like uh, listen to them because they actually talked about it before, um, you know, podcasted like right after SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. And so I was able to listen to them. Barry said, like, I would have been okay if if they went a fifteen twenty minute match and Becky just lost. Yeah. You know, like barely lost, and then she could that could set up a story to where Becky's like, "Well, I got ring rust. I've been out of the ring for a year, but like, yeah. I'm gonna bust my ass, and come next month, I'm gonna whip your ass and take the title." Like, yeah. like I feel like that's that at least like builds up a story. You know what I mean to a certain degree, but yeah, I mean, what hell do we know? Well, a lot of people were arguing about it. My my bottom line, I'm not like the biggest Bianca Belair fan. Honestly, really? Not, I, I don't I know. love her, man. Like, uh, I don't know. She just doesn't do a lot for me. Really? I don't know. I just, the weird dancing and flipping the hair, I'm just like, nah, not into it. Yeah. Not not my cup of tea. But I do realize the time that they've, sp- I mean, she's a great performer. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. Kind of like how I, we were talking to Dave DeLorean one time. And he's like, do you like Tyson Kidd? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I don't. I'm like, really? He's good. And he goes, yeah, I'm just not a fan. I'm like, yeah. Eh, okay. That's kind of how I look at it. I get it. Um, But... She's a great athlete, and she's really been on fire this year. The Royal Rumble, main event, night one of WrestleMania, all this stuff for her to just lose the title in seconds. It's just like, why? It kills her credibility. Yeah. yeah. I, and I know people were like, oh, well, that's, it makes sense because she was preparing for Sasha. And I'm like, she's still the SmackDown Women's Champion. She's basically signified as the best women's wrestler on that brand. Yeah, she wasn't ready for Becky, but still, like, so even if, even if she lost, like, don't have her lose in 20 seconds. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's the that's the the dumb thing about it. But, you know, I was pissed the way they handled both women's matches, to be honest with you. You know? I didn't see the other one, but yeah. I'm, I'm such a huge Nikki Cross fan. Like, I was, like, I, I get that they want to keep putting the title on Charlotte because everybody has to match Ric Flair's record now. Mm-hmm. But, like... Although, you see, there's actually some people are discrediting the number because apparently Flair actually is like a 20-time champion. Yeah, because, well, several of them, they, don't, they don't count. Yeah, yeah, they're not counting a lot of them. But, um, but yeah, they, but, like, I just, I, I, I'm really disappointed in the way they handled the Nikki Cross thing because, like, I get her gimmick's kind of silly, but, like, I don't know. I love the gimmick, mm-hmm. and I just I think she's like good enough in the ring to hang with those two. And it's like they didn't even really allow her to do it. Yeah, you know, like she just kept getting thrown to the side the entire match, and I was like, "This is dumb." Yeah, you know, it's there's a lot about what WWE does where I feel like it's I can almost see like a room full of people arguing how does Becky Lynch return? Yeah, and finally it's like okay, she comes out, and she beats Bianca in three seconds, and it's just like that's not good. It's just not good for anybody. You know what should like to me? It's it's no different than than Brock beating Kofi in four seconds, right? I mean, it's like okay, you, you built up 
Kofi is who's basically been a mid card guy mm-hmm. all this time. He wins a title. No one would have expected that months before. He does it. He shocks the world. Mm-hmm. Everyone's all about Kofi Mania. Yeah. He defends it, and then Brock beats him in four seconds. Right. Why? Yeah. Let him have a match. Yeah. He's having these incredible matches. Defends it like, I can't remember, who did he defend it against? Like, I know he get defended against Orton. Right. Think, and that was like an incredible match. Maybe like, Joe, I can't remember for right. sure. But like he defended against all these like top-tier talents Yeah, and had these incredible matches, comes out on top, and then just defeat him to Brock. Right. And, and just, like, why? Right. It makes zero sense. So... I don't know, and that's kind of the way I feel about Bianca too. And and I think it would have been cool. And I, I'm sure they wanted to fast track Becky Lynch coming. I, I mean, maybe they had this in mind, but like I feel like they wanted to fast track it because of Punk. Yeah, um, and that's and that's a, that's a big factor, right? It's I almost feel, like we have to shock the world because they did. Right. I feel like Becky Lynch should have returned at the Rumble. Like, I mean, I know that's still five months away, but like, just wait. Yeah, like just because. Imagine it's kind of like the Edge return. Imagine over a year gone of Becky Lynch. It'll be almost two years at that point, yeah. Right, and then let her come back at the Rumble. Imagine the pop then. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But instead, you got to do it at SummerSlam when you could have just had Brock, and that would have been big enough. Which again, if you like, that would have been to me like if they had Daniel Bryan on the same episode. Right, Punk doesn't matter as much. Right, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it's it's, it's two things. It steals the thunder. Right, it's two things instead of instead of one. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so obviously we talk about Brock. He comes out too yeah. after the main event. He did come out in the man bun. I'm kind of glad about that, and I'll tell you why. Because I feel like Brock, his look has never changed. Yeah, I love the beard. I do too. Keep I, it forever. Brock. He looks legitimately scary, yeah. like scarier. Yes. And I'm also thinking, like, man, this is a guy that every action figure he's had since 2012 has been the same. Yeah. This is the first time they have like something different. And so I just, I hope they keep it. And here's the thing: now this man can butcher meat. Yeah. So what are you guys gonna do? <laughs> it's even scarier, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, I guess he ended up attacking Cena. Yeah. After, after the after the the show, which I thought was cool. So yeah. I mean. That, it's cool. Like I mean, it's kind of people are like, oh, I want to see why they they released Bray Wyatt had to give Brock a new contract. Yeah. Here's a question though: with AEW making a lot of bigger moves, do you do you wonder this? Is it possible that they got Brock for more dates than they did before? Because you know he's always been on that like very limited schedule. Because I've heard him say like, yeah, I'll work more, but you're going to pay me. Or. They gave him the same amount of dates over a longer period of time for more money. I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I feel like it would be more beneficial to them to have him more often, you know, as opposed to three or four big matches a year. Yeah, but I feel like WWE hasn't done a whole lot that's beneficial to them lately. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not saying they made the right decision. Um, we also saw <laughs> Goldberg and Lashley. Right. Uh, that was quite the quite the battle. I will say that it was pretty... pretty uh, Pretty cool to see. I did watch that match. Lashley, uh, Lashley, take the W there, even though it was like a referee stoppage. I did, I did watch that match because I feel like Goldberg matches are like a like a demolition derby or oh, something. Yeah. It's like they're, I, they're I, ugly. I have to watch. I can't not see it, you know, and and just hope that like minimal casualties in the in the process. But and this this one was pretty fun too because. It was mostly Lashley. Yeah, got the match. I I will say this: people will shit on it, but that was one of his better matches. And the, Lashley carried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like Goldberg actually sold pretty well, and mm-hmm. 
Like they got that cane shot though. <laughs> that one, that one was bad. Uh. <laughs> like two seconds after that, I was like, yeah. "Oh, oh man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one wasn't great, but but they also kind of left it open for more. So I'm kind of like, hmm, "Okay, yeah, maybe there's." But I mean, I could see WWE kind of going into panic mode, and oh, Goldberg yeah. was two con- two contracted matches per year. They might be like, "Hey, you want to do six this year?" Right. You know, wouldn't be shocked. Who knows? Uh, we also saw Edge. Um, we didn't obviously this hadn't happened when we recorded last week, but he uh, kind of used the brood a little bit, which is very fun because I yes. he hasn't really referenced that in a long time. Dumps this black goo all over Seth Rollins, which yeah. was fantastic. But then he comes out to the brood music, comes out through the uh, through got, the, f- the fire, yeah, and he's got like the brood type tights and the jacket, and yeah, the sunglasses, dude. and then and then like kind of midway through the entrance, kind of transformed back into present day Edge. Pretty yeah. cool, man. I dig it, man. I was thinking because I remember seeing the, the Edge is going to have so many elite figures. <laughs> oh, I know. He's 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 smart, man. Oh, that WrestleMania look with all white. I'm like, yep, that's a figure. Yeah, this that's a figure. Oh yeah, uh, but I mean that's that's one of those moments, man. That like. When he did the thing to Seth Rollins on SmackDown, I was like, dude, if he doesn't come out to the Brood's entrance, I'm going to be so upset. Yeah. And then he did. And I was just, that was probably the coolest moment of the night for me. I agree. And, and then he did the uh, glam slam during the match. Did you see that? I did. I saw a clip of that. Like, I thought that was pretty was like, fun. That's badass. Like, yeah. You don't see a whole lot of like men doing moves that women normally do. Yeah. So I was like, that's cool. That's cool stuff. But yeah, well, lots of lots of interesting things there. Um, we got a little bit of uh, movie talk. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Breaking Bad up at the movies. Yeah. This is Breaking Bad up at the movies. Yeah. All right, fellas, go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane, Dark Side of the Ring. They have officially announced um, the second half of season three will be debuting in September. Awesome. Can't wait. Uh, it's going to be, I'm going to look it up right now, but it's going to be like seven episodes, I think. This one's going to have some some stuff that I don't think any of us are probably aware of. Like, um, Well, there's. I, I remember reading there's one federation that was also a porn company. XPW. XPW. And then there was also the, the Japanese Fighting League or whatever F, it was called. F, as a, is it FMW? Maybe that's what it was. Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then I know there's one on Luna Vachon yes. that I'm very excited about. I'm a huge Luna fan. Uh, I think that one will be very, very interesting. I, I know there's a lot that... Um, that we just don't know about, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this is this is going to be fun. I know it debuts, I think, like September 17th, if yeah. I remember right. Um, September the 16th is when it debuts. But, yeah, a couple of other stories I, I'm not familiar with, but I think overall this will be this will be pretty fun. I've always loved Dark Side of the Ring. And I guess that uh, porn wrestling company, what did you call it, XPW? XPW. XPW. I guess Basically, they actually invaded ECW one time. They did. So I hope they talk about that. I'm sure they will. And that's actually like a... A YouTube clip on WWE's page. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it's. I remember. Uh, I was because I after I found out about it, Dark Side of the Ring, I, I looked up what that company was, and found out about that story. And then it took me to WWE's page with with one of their videos. Well, XPW is also the company that did the New Jack Vic Grimes scaffold match. Oh, that wasn't ECW. No, that was XPW, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, ECW had already been closed for a little bit. Where he, like, tased him off the scaffold? Yeah, throws him off. Damn. Yeah. 
They had a few like DVD releases in like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if I bought them. I can't I think I bought one and I was just like absolutely disgusted by it. Yeah. And I didn't. I was like I'm not watching this anymore. It's really it was, bad. It's not fun, you know. Yeah. I'm not my not my cup of tea, but I think they were trying to be ECW but like more over the top. Yeah. And I guess the guy that owned it also owned a porn company and I yeah. think that's that was kind of where that connection was made and it was kind of an ECW knockoff with just not ECW guys, but every now and then one like Sabu would be there or something. You well, know, I guess Shane Douglas was part of it for a little while too. He was. Chris yeah. Candido did some stuff, but I think they like they they made it seem like they were always there, but only did like one show. Yeah, type of thing. So there'll be a lot to unpack in those episodes. So I'm excited for them. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Open the box, it's the part of the show where break your remain do a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show where break your remain do a bit of toy talk. Alright, we got a little bit of toy talk. Big underscore band, I got this in the mail the other day from Unmatched Series One, Miro. Kind of oh. I feel like that was kind of quick to get him a figure, do you not agree? Yeah, it was quick. Um Well he's got long ass arms, doesn't he? Yes he does. It's not probably their best one, but it's pretty good. Like, it's decent, right? Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I can't get over those arms, though. Those go past his knees. Let me see him again. Damn. Yeah, they are some long arms. Now that I look at it, it's like, wow. Maybe <laughs> they're all like that, and I've just never noticed it, but... It's possible. It's like super noticeable on him, but other than that, the figure looks good. I think his face is a little silly looking, a but bit. you know, I mean, it's he also makes silly faces when he does his screaming face. So. Right. I feel like the the gear looks pretty solid. Yeah, um, it's not a bad figure by any stretch. Um, but you also got the Cody unmatched um, LJN. Yes. Have you opened that? Or are you going to? Dude, I'm on the fence. Uh, our boy Poetic Prophet brought up a hell of a point, like about how uh, I can't remember what exactly he said, but. You know, to paraphrase, he said, like, what's the point if you're not going to open it? You know, mm. like, what's the point of having it? You know, um, I do agree with that to a degree. But uh, I'm just, I'm on the fence because I really like that packaging. And those packages are so hard to open. You can't just like. You can't open it without destroying it. Right. And so I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do because I love that packaging so much. I do like with these having the J hook. If you have a, a thumbtack, you can hang it like right here. Like, right. That's kind of fun. Right. Um, but. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I've always kind of thought that about figure collecting. It's like, if you're going to keep it in the box, it's... Granted, no. Keep it in the box. In a couple of years, you might be able to sell that for some pretty hefty sure. coin. So, sure, yeah. it's... But then again, maybe not. Right. So, it all kind of depends. But Yeah. Uh, so, I totally I totally get it. But, but pretty, fun, uh, pretty fun offering. I'm glad that they do this unmatched wave now so that more guys can get figures quicker. Yes. Uh, third degree sunburns as, uh, as we record, this is a couple of days away. As you hear this, it will have happened yesterday. Yes. Um, big event for PHPW, man. Big event. Uh, some things happened. They did. Some things happened. Some things have happened on the show. Um, I don't think, I don't think we should give any spoilies. I, I will say, I know at least one title changed hands. Yeah. There were a couple of title changes. Yeah. Um, during this event. There were. But new champions crowned, new champions crowned, and um, I think some people went home happy. 
I didn't. <laughs> but I think some people went home happy. Indeed. Um, Breaker, we got to move on, though. We do, because it is now heading into September. Yes. And, and so we have quite the September event. This is going to be the first time we've talked about this. this is, yeah, we've kept this one hush-hush. Yeah, because this one uh, has has felt like a big deal to us, more so than the ones we brag about being a big deal. Yeah. This one is going to be called Faultality. Finish him. Yes. I'm excited for it. And uh, it's exactly what you think it's going to be. And actually, there's going to be some cool things happening um, with Faultality coming up. We we are going to be starting a Faultality tournament mm. that is strictly a bragging rights tournament. There's no... There's no uh, opportunity at the end of it, but I mean, it could lead to opportunities. Let's say that. Sure. Um, and this Fatality tournament is going to be eight man single elimination. But the 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 uh, catch to this is that no pinfalls, no submissions, no countouts, no DQs. The only way to win knockout. Oh, a knockout tournament. Yes. Oh, man. So eight men are going to go into this, and only two will come out at the end, and they will face off at Fatality to crown the first ever Fatality tournament champion. I like it. So now is this, uh, I assume this tournament will be taking place on Adrenaline? Yes. And then the, the finals will be at Fatality. Yes. So that's our only announcement. I mean, obviously, we want to give it a chance, everyone, to watch Third Degree Sunburns and check mm-hmm. it out. Great event. Um, it's available on YouTube, and uh, next week we may kind of go over a little bit of what happened there. So, yes, uh, enjoy the show. It was uh, it's quite a spectacle. A lot a lot went down. A lot did go down at Third Degree Sunburns, and uh, next week more information on Fatality. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, it's probably time to uh, dive into our next tournament. Unless you have anything else for PHPW, uh, I think that's all I've got for PHPW. I'll I'll have more. Uh, more announcements next week. More announcements next week. Yeah, I'll 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 let things simmer today. I won't go on my uh, soapbox today. Well, we all appreciate that. Yeah, I'll give I'll give everybody a, a break. Well, uh, our last uh, most cringy WCW moment we had the Vince Russo shoot promo mm-hmm. versus Oklahoma. Yeah, all included. Um, not really a shocker. Oklahoma wins seventy three percent to twenty seven percent. I feel like Oklahoma uh, is probably going to win this tournament. It would be hard for him not to win. Yeah. So uh, that leads us to our uh, our next matchup. Do you have a cringy WCW moment? I do, um, but this one is. We're kind of having to dig into the bank here, right? Yeah, this one necessarily isn't a bad thing. I mean, it's bad, but it's not like the worst thing in the world. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Judy Bagwell on a pole. That was definitely a bad one. Um, and, you know, I think when when we say cringy, a lot of them we've been like almost like on a offensive. Yeah. And some of them are just bad in, in that regard. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Rick Steiner having a promo with Chucky. <laughs> That's a really, really bad one. It is. Oh, God, I just thought of one off the top of my head, and I can't wait to talk about it next week. Well, and that's the thing. We only have two more after this. Yeah. So um, This one's going in. Yeah. Both of these are um, 
are definitely like things like, wow, I cannot believe that that actually happened, but yeah. it did. So you can vote on it, what you think. The most cringy moment in WCW. Yes. Judy Bagwell on a pole, which ended up being Judy Bagwell on a forklift. Yeah. And uh, Rick Steiner having a promo with Chucky. And I don't even remember why that happened. I think it was just to promote his movie. Probably. Yeah, because it was a new Chucky movie coming out. I wonder where they're like, yeah, Rick Steiner, he's the guy. <laughs> right, yeah. It's so strange. But yeah, that, that will be uh, that will be coming up on the WCW tournament. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh, let's just plug it up. Uh, of course, we want to throw a shout out to some of our podcasting buddies. Of course, uh, we got to throw it out to uh, Fully Posable, the Wrestling Figure Podcast. Jeff and yes. Scott over there doing a great show every week on the Wrestling Figure World. Two great dudes and an amazing show. And Scott has his uh, side podcast, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Doing the favor, we brought them up earlier. T- definitely check out their show. It's a go-to for both of us with Eric and Barry. Very fun, very great show, and two yeah. good dudes. Absolutely. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast is another fun one with Steve and Eric. Check out that show. Yes. The Ringside Ran with RJ, another one to check out. Yeah. Leisure and Lariat's podcast with our buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Boot to the Face is another fun one. Yep. Tales from the Estate. You're actually wearing their new shirt there, man. I am. Yeah, dude. What a what a cool shirt, man. I'm happy to support the... Uh... I got a story to tell you off air, by the way. It One more thing that just makes Drew Vinsel just a hell of a guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to put him on, because this will be something like people will like probably message him about okay. <laughs> if yeah, I talk cool. about it on air. But I like, gotcha. But it really effing cool, man. Well, and also too, like they're having twins. Yeah, that's uh, congratulations I, to both of them on that. I just can't say enough how giving that guy is. I agree. Just how damn cool he is. Well, that was like when he sent me the uh, the Harley Race figure. Yeah. Was, he's like, I just really wanted you to have it. I'm like. Yeah, I appreciate that, but then you could have sold this for like a couple hundred bucks, man. Well, and that's like what he did for me wasn't nearly as big of a deal as what he did for you, but like this is still like such a really cool thing that like yeah, great guy. I don't know if I could have done that, like yeah, just because it's it's a different thing for sure, for sure. But yeah, just an absolute great guy. Yeah, uh, his wife is is awesome. I love their show. I actually ordered the uh, We're Live Pal shirt because yes. they released two designs. So I plan to get that one too because I think that's really cool. I like the uh, Tales from the Crypt style logo. Yeah, I think uh, Seth from Ringside Designs made those. Yes, yeah, he did, he did. He does great work. So yeah, absolutely awesome stuff. So check out that show and grab your t shirt from WhatAManeuver.net for them. Do it. Uh, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his buddies, the you know, first ever PHPW champion. Yeah, you always remember your first. You always remember your first. Uh, trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Pulling up a chair with our buddy, a chair shot. He had Rad Chad on recently, which is awesome. Awesome. I haven't got the chance to listen to that yet, but I plan to. Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast. I finally started listening to that show. Yeah. I think that one would be one you dig, and I will tell you why. What is it? They are reviewing horror movies. Oh, okay. Old horror movies. I love hearing people talk about horror movies, but I don't like watching them myself. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just a me thing, but it's something about the gore and all that shit where I'm just like, I don't need it. But I love people talking about it. So what's funny is like, when I was talking about Drew Vinsel, that correlates to horror movies. And and I was telling him, like, I love horror movies, but like, I'm, I've become too much of a baby back bitch to actually watch them. Like, as an adult, like, my anxiety has gotten so much worse the older I get that, like, I can't handle the jump scares anymore. Mm -hmm. So, like, the horror movies I have to watch have to be closer to, like, psychological thrillers instead of horror movies. Right. 
can't, can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. It's like too much for me. No, I completely get that. Like the gore and stuff doesn't really bother me. It's just sad. I don't like the just gore. Those jump scares. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like okay. the, the, those intense moments. Yes. Yeah, and it's like I'm. He. I think he. I think he mentioned something about how his wife Caitlin, like when she's watching those, she'll like look down at her phone and just kind of like be on her phone while it's happening. It's exactly what I do. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I. It's like I can't handle it. Like I just kind of wait for that moment to pass and then I kind of put my phone back down. Well, that's the thing about about <laughs> horror films is usually they're so intense. It's like one of like you're so yeah. zoned in because it's so intense, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I totally get that for yeah. sure. But I think you would like Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast in that regard because it's like the two episodes I listened to they broke down like Living Dead and, and the original oh, awesome. Dawn of the Dead. Oh, awesome! And kind of just talked. I was it was really very entertaining. Yeah, I need I need to check it out, dude. It's just it's uh, I know too many podcasts. It's a lot. There's so many. Yeah. For sure. Um, also, of course, check out uh, Howlin' with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf. Yes. In fact, uh, shout out to him. He just did a new design for me and Travis for the TV toy cast. Killing it. Yeah, dude. It's uh, kind of a Masters of the Universe mashup. But again, I kind of told him what I wanted, and he made it 10 times freaking better. Just unbelievable. Absolutely. Uh, some wrestling comic books. Grapple Hold from our buddy David Thomas. To be the man, Evil Ain't Good, and Tales from Planet WrestleTopia. Check all of those out on Amazon or on Comixology. Yep. Then our other podcast, You Know It's Fake, Right? Drops every Monday. Just had uh, my, our buddy Cooper on. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen I, yet. I did listen to that, yeah. Did you it enjoy was, it? It was fun, it I was thought. It was fun, yeah. And, uh, that was really fun. <laughs> the Swirly story. Yeah, it's still Swirly. It's <laughs> still so funny to me. And then he uh, brought up the uh, the mat, the motivational speaker that we did. Yeah. And then, uh, you had no recollection of that. I, yeah, I still don't remember. Still don't remember yeah, that, huh? I still don't remember. I mean, like, there's vague memories, but, like, I really don't remember it that well at all. But he even brought up like uh, uh, how we used to see each other back when we played in bands, mm-hmm. you know, different bands. But like we used to see each other at that little tiny ass venue called the Pink Eye. And yeah, just that was like man, like that. That was one of those like I was like I should have been been in the room chatting it up with these guys too. <laughs> well, I, I actually brought that up to him after after we recorded. I was like, man, I would love for all three of us to do one yeah. down the road because that would be really fun. And you know what? I'd even bring Demon along. <laughs> You know, I haven't seen him in years, but I think that would be Time fun. Bring his Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Um, no holds barred with Bill Benis, uh, officially on sabbatical, but uh, it is. Yeah, you're still doing commentary on adrenaline. Yeah, unfortunately, I still have to see him every Friday. So for, for the people that love him, you know, you're welcome. But uh, you are welcome. I, uh, I'm glad that we're not doing things twice a week with each other. Yeah, you know? definitely. And then also uh, the TB Toy Cast. Every Thursday, if you're like uh, talking retro toys, we got it covered there. We've got uh, coming up. Uh, let's see, this coming week, episode 19 will be. Uh, if I can remember, record. We do record those fairly far in advance, so sometimes it's hard to remember. Oh, episode 19 will be cops and crooks. You remember those? I do not. It's kind of a fun toy line. It's kind of. A, Is it what it sounds like? Yes. Yeah. It's. A, it was a cartoon okay. from the 80s, and it's like this elite group of cops kind of like gi joe all put together and taken down the crooks kind of a fun but they're they're fun toy line so i guess not something i knew anything about but kind of going through and seeing them i was like oh these are these are kind of fun yeah so that will be uh will be coming up so i think everyone will enjoy that and then of course our t-shirt is now available at whatamaneuver.net which is awesome that like fully posable doing the favor positively pro wrestling podcast tales from the estate um I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but all of those, and then TV Toycast, us, 
we all have shirts on, and you as well have shirt stores on Water Maneuver. Yes, yes. So I don't really promote mine that much, uh, but yeah, I do. I do. Got a couple of shirts there, so um, you can get the new TB Toycast design and uh, Tales from the Estate and Doing the Favor, Fully Posable, Bane, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's kind of a one stop shop. It's a one stop shop. Absolutely. Great stuff. Uh, you can pick up all of Bane's tunes over on. Uh, Spotify or um, Apple Music. Wherever you get your music. Also, I, I always forget about this, and I think you do too. Um, I also have the uh, the anti-Bane. Yeah, well, there. I know yeah. before you kind of act like you didn't really want to promote that on here. So Yeah, like, we, I mean, we don't it, – it's not like – it was something I did for fun because I wanted to do something different, but, like, I, I never even think to mention it. But yeah. yeah. Check that out too. Um, it's, it's like, what, four or five tracks? It's only four songs, and it's, like, it's a, it's a complete uh, different thing than what – Yeah. It's like uh, it's it's a blend of you know uh, rock, but it's like a super alternative. I mean, yeah. it's, it's programmed drums and it, then it's an acoustic guitar. Yeah, that's all it is. And so it's a uh, I don't know. It's worth checking out if you want something different. Is there plans to do any more anti bane in the future? Uh, I mean, yeah, for sure. I, I'm actually working on getting me um, an electric guitar of my own, so I don't have to borrow my son's every time he's in town. Yeah, um, which that's. Spoiler alert, that's how I've been able to do the new entrance themes and things like that. It's because he was in town for the summer, but now that he's gone, I have to figure out a way to get a new one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's that was also why I started doing that Dolly's Pardon, you know, because mm-hmm. I had a guitar for, for once. But, uh, is there going to be an album for that? There is, yeah, eventually. And I got I got about five songs written for that. Nice. Um, but that one is so interesting because... You have as many music <laughs> adventures as I have podcasts. Right, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I like so many different dude. If I could play the piano good enough, I'd put out an effing jazz album, dude. Absolutely, you know what I mean. I think but it's like, I think it's cool to flex creative muscles, right? You know? And so I I love doing the things that I do. But like I, the thing is, I'm just not that good of a guitar player, so it's all very basic stuff, mm-hmm. and and it definitely shows. Um, but it's it's still fun for me. The thing is, I'm trying to relearn how to scream because there's parts that kind of call for that scream, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's that's something that's kind of difficult because I haven't done it since... Uh, Probably jacks your vocal cords up, huh? It does, yeah. It, it for sure does. Um, but it's... I haven't done it since 2006, maybe? So, like... Wow. Long time, you know? Yeah. And so it's uh, something I got to I gotta relearn how to do, I, but... I don't know. It's it's been fun. No, definitely. So yeah, um, I'm excited for more views, music for me, man. Absolutely. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, we see something soon for sure. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash bbph. If you want to support us, the uh, the weekly energy shot there, you get yes. PHPW Adrenaline. Yeah. I'm doing a monthly retro gaming podcast, so if you uh, enjoyed, you know, back to the Nintendo or Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo, kind of diving into Game Gear right now, yeah. so which is fun. So. A lot of cool stuff there on our on our Patreon. Yeah, and I got something cooking for October. Um, I, I'm working on kind of a uh, short horror story that's going to be in four parts. Oh, nice! So like yeah. a like a written yeah. story. Yeah, and so I got part one finished and written. And nice so Patreon got, exclusive. Yeah, Patreon exclusive, and and this is going to start. It's uh, going to release in that first week of October, so it should wrap up like right before Halloween. But I just thought that'd be something cool and something. Yeah, that's to do. very cool. I've been uh, listening to a lot of. Um, horror story podcast lately, and so it's kind of been like, hmm, I should look into that. You, I've never, you know, full disclosure. Again, there's too many podcasts, right? Yeah, I've I've heard of people like getting into like story based podcasts. I'm like, man, that would be kind of fun, you yeah. know. But that's not something 
I feel like it'd be a lot of work. I find myself zoning out in some of the longer ones. I can can see that. If they're like 30 minutes long, 40 minutes long, I'm like, I find myself zoning out. And then halfway through the story, I'm like, wait, how do we get here? Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's. uh, So is this going to be just like written or is it going to be audio or how are you? It's going to be audio. So like I'm, I'm writing it right now. And so it'll be like kind of scripted. Um, but like, we'll see that, that will be, fun. how long do you think they'll be? Or do you know the, I'm going to try to keep them about 10 minutes each. Nice. I'm going to kind of pull from, uh, so there's this, uh, podcast I've been listening to, uh, just cause I'm trying to get the Halloween spirit. Yeah. Uh, it's called 13 days of Halloween and it's hosted by Keegan, Michael key. Oh, yeah, he's hilarious. he plays, I think at the crypt keeper or whatever. Um, and basically what he does is he'll like introduce the story and and then he'll go away as the story happens and then he'll come back you know at the end of the show and so kind of what i want to do is not exactly that but i kind of want to introduce every story or not every story but introduce the part of the story and then like start telling the story have a transition to start telling the story and at the end just come back and kind of you know close it out yeah kind of the same format as what you do on your show like yeah yeah, you yeah. know yeah the you know it's fake right but but yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. But I want to keep it to like 10, 15 minutes. I dig that, man. Just keep it short. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think everyone will enjoy it as well. Something something different. Absolutely. Um, uh, Outsiders Beard Co. If you need a, if you got a beard, you need some beard balm, beard Absolutely oil. You do. If you've never tried beard balm or beard oil, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Not something I would have ever thought about until you started making it. But I was like, man, this is, this is great stuff. Dude, and fall is so close. I mean, summer is just... Kicking our ass. We're going to be pumpkin spicing it up. Dude, yeah. And Candle Jack is going to be coming back for the month of... uh, Dude, actually, I'm bringing it back after Labor Day. F it. F it. Um, I like it. So just in a couple of weeks' time. And then uh, we got a new scent coming up as soon as fall hits, too. And that, my friend, is Sweeney Tot. Oh, I like it. And uh, that one's going to be... I'll I'll talk more about that once it's available. But yeah, we got a a friend coming along with old Candle Jack, and that is Sweeney Todd. I like it. Attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. (laughs) The demon barber of Fleet Street. I always think of Andy Bernard. I do, too. (laughs) I think think that really recreated my love for that movie. For sure. You know, for sure. When they parodied it on The Office. Yeah, great stuff. So yeah, check that out. And then, uh, of course, t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker bbph.redbubble.com whatamaneuver.net so now we have the Breaker and Bane's Power Hour store there's two shirts there we got the Power Mowing Hour and the G.I. Joe design you have Bane's shirt store he has two shirts there I know it's a Mr. Wonderful and then a Bane's World correct? yes and then the TV Toycast now has a store with the uh, Masters of the Universe style design so all those are on Whatamaneuver you can buy all of them at once one at a time it's awesome we appreciate it and then uh, any, and then also shop or phpwshop.com. Yes. We got to talk about that. There, I believe there's eight designs up or nine designs up right now. Yeah. And I believe in September we're going to launch a couple more. Dude, which is coming up soon. Very soon. And I haven't talked to anybody, so I got to get on that. But, uh, yeah, it's coming up soon, so be on the lookout. Definitely. Um, currently you have myself, Bane, Tier 1 Travis Fowler, mm-hmm. Bill Benis, there's a PHPW logo shirt if you so desire. Yes. We also have shirts for Dobro, Drew Vinsel, um, Mike the Cleaner, Mike the Cleaner, and Soda Hunter. Yes. Yeah, and I, I know I can say right now there are great quality shirts. Yeah. One thing that really was cool to me is the inside has a PHPW tag. Yes. Which I was like, that's kind of a fun, nice touch. Yeah. So yeah, very cool. Um. So yeah, grab your shirt, grab your buddy's shirt. It's gonna be good stuff. Definitely. 
All right, man. Anything else? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Sicker. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.